welcome to Moose and Squirrel, but we're married, a podcast within a podcast, a bonus podcast, in which I, Dr. Patricia Brewer, Brewer, Brewer? That's how you say it, Brewer. I'm not very good at pronouncing my own name still. But anyway, Trish Brewer is easier to say than Patricia Brewer. It's too many syllables. Yeah, why'd you get so many syllables? I was being too hoity-toity. Where I, Dr. Trish Brewer... Professor Trish. Professor Trisha. Um, <laughs> uh, am here with my husband. Not Dr. John Brewer. Not Dr. John Brewer. Um, and we are uh, watching Supernatural from the beginning. I'm a huge fan and John is a new fan. Would you, yeah. say, would you say you're a fan now? Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, you, I think you probably also recognize the importance of our marriage, for our marriage. Like I came to the party with a tattoo from the show. Yep. So, okay, I'm excited to watch this episode. You know what I was thinking about? How I love this podcast and podcasting with you is that now we have evidence that you've seen an episode. Yeah. Because, like, I swear we watched the first four seasons well, I together. I try to stay awake through them now. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to talk and engage and say funny things. Witty and Witty and funny and cute. Okay, you lost me there. You made some pretty good burgers today. That's kind of what's been going on lately. I've been taking naps every day this week. I don't know if it's the baby or just not wanting to do work. Or it could also just be daylight savings time. Okay. I don't know. So we're watching a fun episode today. It is called Episode 2. Wow, that's a weird name. Everybody Loves a Clown. There it is. Written by John Siobhan and directed by Phil Screechia. Uh, it is original air date was October 5th of 2006. What were you doing then? Preparing for Sophie, I guess. Preparing she, for she's Sophie. Coming in four months. She was coming in four months. And so for me, I was um, probably going to horrible frat parties in 2006 at college. Okay, a carnival of terror. This is from the, the Blu ray disc, uh, has a little pamphlet. At least it still has really good descriptions. Yeah. A carnival of terror. A mysterious carnival clown is really an ancient Hindu cannibal called a Rakshasha. Again, giving everything away. His scariest trick, beguiling children so he could slaughter and devour their parents. Oh. I think that's a lot, giving away a lot. Yeah. Oh, well, should we watch this this show? Uh, It's a movie now? Uh, This movie show. Do you want to give a summary of the last episode? Oh, which one was that? In My Time of Dying. Oh, that's when Negan gave up his life for Dean to survive. Not just his life. His soul. His soul. He traded his soul. And this is the 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 first. And the uh, gun, which is very important. The first of many uh, trades for each other's lives that the Winchesters do. They're what we call. Spoiler. Codependent. I'm sorry. Love you. Let's go. Okay. So there hasn't been a death yet. But there will be soon. Um, but Spoiler again. There's... A, the, so it starts at this, like, really creepy, like, what is it called? A fair in Medford, Wisconsin. Yep, and that is a real place. Ooh. It's not far from here. Ooh. We can go meet some clowns. But no. it's a creepy fair, but I think that most fairs are creepy. I don't think the fair is creepy. Oh, there's some, like, painted clowns. That the clowns are creepy within the fair. Yeah, and so there's clowns, and, like, there's this girl... 
Who's like 10. Yeah, the, the, well, no, she's older than She's 10. like 12, maybe. I think she's 12 playing a 10-year-old. But it's like, has anyone ever met a 10-year-old? Because this girl is like loving the clowns. She's giggling and laughing and into it. I don't know one person who's ever liked a clown. And then there's this other clown she sees that's a horribly terrifying clown. And yeah. it's like she doesn't understand that that's a dude. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. It is very, it's so weird, but she's like into this clown. She really likes this clown. And she, as she and her parents are driving from the fair, the dad having said clowns are creepy. Yes. And mom's like, oh, it's okay. No, it's Kids right. like, there's a, there's the clown. And then she's a creepy clown in the woods. Yeah, just standing. Just standing in the woods in the happens dark. Happens to be on their route home. Yeah. And then like, so they're all asleep and the clown is like, knocking at her window and it's like let me in I mean like clearly she wants to let him in so you just see her unlock the door to again a grown man in makeup yeah who's she she grabs his hand and leads her leads him inside and it's like what kind of child even a three year old like I can maybe see a three year old being tricked because I think the clown's a good guy but wouldn't they know it's a, a man like, what <sighs> life has this child led that she doesn't understand yeah. that, like, that's a dude? At her age, 100%, she should know that that's a, creep, a creepy old man with nothing better to do than hang out in a little girl's backyard yeah. after midnight. Yeah, that's just not, like, you don't hang out. But maybe that's how, like, you know, I think about, um, this might be something related to, like, those Nigerian email scams. Because they actually purposely put in um, grammatical errors into those emails. Because they don't want someone that's kind of, quote, clever or, like, really, you know, looking closely at things. Because that person is not going to fall for the scam. So they want someone that's not going to notice the grammatical mistakes because they are more likely to fall for the scam versus someone that, like, notices them and they already automatically would know it's a scam. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because if, so, if you see the, you know, this grammatical mess and whatever, you're just going to, like, delete it or whatever. But yeah. a lot of people won't. That's, that's how they get you. But maybe that's with the clown. He's probably been in, like, 15 little girls' backyards all night. We don't see that. We see this dumb girl. <laughs> and she uh, leads the clown in. I don't know. That's all wrong. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it happens. I guess little girls do let murderers in their house sometimes by accident. I worry about that sometimes as our kids date. I'm like, I really hope they don't date a creep that's going to murder us all. Yeah, that'd be bad. It would be bad. Okay, so there is a, just so we, we are all on the same page, there's a hunter's funeral. I don't know if you've seen one yet, but this is what a hunter's funeral looks like. It's, um, they wrap up the body and they put it on a, on a wooden pyre and they burn it. Okay. And because basically you salt and burn the bones of, so people don't become ghosts and that's what they've done here. Okay. Okay. Well, how come when Dean was dying, death was like, you're just going to be an evil spirit if you don't come with me. Yeah. But what if? But they would have salted and burned his bones anyway. Yeah, but Dean was like if refusing to leave. So they don't, like we've seen some ghosts get killed, right? Where yeah. they salt and burn the bones and the ghosts burn up. But we yeah. don't know if they just don't exist or they go to hell or whatever. Um, the dad... Like, he went to hell because yeah. he did a demon deal. So there's no amount of salt and dust and stuff that's going to stop that. Yeah, okay. Okay, ready to go? Mm. All right, let's go. Another dumb kid gets his parents killed. Clones are the worst. Like, what? 
I just don't get it. So this guy's there. This guy is there in like. There's some other stuff that happened, but we'll get to it in a minute. But this guy is in a house of horrors with his kid, and we went to this. We went to the fair like last summer. Yep. And it's like thirty bucks to get in. I don't think you had to pay to park at that one. We no. went to, but you didn't have to pay to park. But like a lot of places, you have to pay like twenty bucks to park. Everything's expensive, yep. including like you have to pay money to get into everything. Yep. And this guy's letting his like what six year old, seven year old, probably in there, play a Nintendo DS the whole time. Yeah. Why did they bring him into the pay the money to get him into the house of horrors? Yeah. He's not gonna look at anything. Yeah. It's like, well, how about the, if the kid only wants to play video games? Don't take the don't take the video game with you to the fair. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's very, it's very simple indeed. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> but yeah. I wouldn't be in this situation. And then the kid gets scared because he sees a clown. And dad says, don't worry about clowns. Clowns are your friend. Yeah, they're nice and they're your friend. They're nice and they're your friend. Right, Emma? That's ridiculous. The dog has come to cry for the podcast. But it is just absurd because it's like a clown again. It's still a grown man. And you don't tell your kids that strangers are their friends. No. I know I'm a 90s girl, but, like, I still believe in Stranger Danger. You're a 90s girl? What the hell does that That's mean? That's, like, when Stranger Danger became, like, a bigger thing, and, like, you're not supposed to, like, let strangers come up and talk to you and stuff oh, like that. I was told that. I was I was an 80s boy. Yes, like, your dad knows that because he's a trucker, and he probably knew, like, the murderer truckers. Yeah, they're like, don't talk to people. Unless your dad was the murderer trucker. No. No, probably not. It'd be hard to get away with that up here. Man, Emma... Are you okay? She just likes to look at me and cry. Yeah, because you're not petting her 24-7. Well, yesterday, um, one of the teens was here in here petting her and in the in the doorway, and the dog just stared at me the entire time. It, w- it was so like, he's like, see, this is what I could have. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of happened in the, in the show. Now you're messaging people. That's great. It's a child. It's... Okay. Why don't you tell people what you're writing about? The oldest, they might be interested in it. Who wants to hear it? Well, the oldest child is asking what time to be home. Yeah. At a friend's house. And what time should the oldest child be home? I don't know. I was guessing like 10.30. It's a school night. 10.30? Well, I mean, he's 18. Yeah. So it's like, it's adorable that he asks. And I'm very glad we don't have to deal with like... I don't think... Yeah, I'm like negotiating because... I, I never had a, a, a curfew, but I was like never going anywhere. Like I never went oh. anywhere as a teen. I didn't have any friends. I mean, I had some friends, but like they were, I didn't have very many going outside of high school friends. Yeah. And being... I went to my friend Tina's parents' house a few times and she, Tina was cool. And I went to Molly's house or no, Haley's house a few times. We just had to let the dog out because it was driving me insane. Yep. Okay, so what we did not talk about was we talked about kids being dumb. Not our kids, the kid on the show getting his parents killed. So different kid from the first kid. Um, And then, but the reason why the Winchesters know about this hunt is because they've they've burned up their dad. They had a hunter's funeral. Dean is lying to Sam, of course. And not saying what dad whispered into his ear. Mm-hmm. And then um, we had, oh, there's a cat coming in now. We had uh, a drive to an, a hunter's lodge, basically. It's this roadhouse that all these hunters go roadhouse. to. Roadhouse. And they meet Ellen, 
Helen Ellen, Ellen, who is the owner of the space, as well as oh, what's his name, the guy with the mohawk or with the um, mullet, mullet. Ash. They meet Ellen and Ash and the girl and the daughter, whose name I don't remember either. But um, and Ash is a genius with a mullet. Has who, a pretty incredible mullet. He has an incredible mullet, and it looked like he came to the party with that mullet, probably. But well, it uh, looks like he backed into the party. <laughs> He's business up front. He's very business up front. And so um, Ash is interesting because he knows all about computers and stuff, right? And so he they hand uh, they hand Ash Dad's notes. And Ash is very impressed with the notes because he, Dad's been doing statistical analyses of many complex kinds in order to find the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ash needs 51 hours. They have 51 hours ago, and the boys just had an argument because, you know, Sam wants to do the hunt because that's what Dad would have wanted. But Dean's upset because Sam never did what Dad wanted when Dad was alive. And now he's doing what Dad wants. Dean's also not dealing with his feelings because he's putting the car back together and pretending everything's fine. Everything's fine. Which is probably part for the course of the Winchesters. Should we go? Yeah. All right. Let's go. And another stupid kid. Yeah. I don't get it. I've never known one child, especially that age, who's ever liked a clown or felt close enough to hold their hand. Well, it's made it very clear that this clown is invisible to the parents when they're at the fair. Yes. So the kids are like, Mommy, Daddy, it's a clown. And the uh, parents don't see it. And before it kind of looked like they just couldn't see him in the crowd. But now it's clear that it's an, a ghost clown or something, right? Yeah, but can they They must be able to see him when they're invited into the house. Yeah, when the kid grabs him by the hand and pulls them in the house. because, Or maybe the, the clown allows itself to be seen yeah. because it's come. It's got, or maybe it has to take corporeal form to do the murders and stuff. But Sam and Dean notice the little girl noticing a clown that's not there. So they follow the family home, break into the house, mm-hmm. shoot the clown a bunch. And Sam, like, grabs the little girl. He's like, you know, Sam's really tall. So he grabs the little girl and turns around. So he's, like, protecting her with her his body. But she's screaming because, like, in her mind, they're hurting her friend. Yeah. They who, shot my clown. They shot my clown. So the parents come out. They see Dean with a gun, a shattered door. No clown, screaming child in Sam's arms. Yep. And so they run off, and now they've had to abandon the van that they've been. They borrowed a mom van from Bobby. But they hated it. So they hate. Well, well, Dean hated it anyway. It was um, awful. And so they have gotten a job at the carnival mm-hmm. in order to try to find what they suspect is a cursed object, or something that a ghost has like glommed onto that's doing these murders. Um, and because it's, it's not following every carnival, it's just a specific, or a specific carnival. It's just different carnivals that, that these murders are happening at. Well, and the guy pointed out the picture of his father ran this other carnival slash freak show. Who happened to look just like him. Yep. So they're they're already kind of like suspicious. Yeah. There's also like a blind guy that's a dick. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think he's a dick. I think he's protective of his fellow people who are probably yeah maligned through every yeah. place they go. Or like people coming in being dramatic. Dean is basically saying that he and Sam are writing a book about ghosts. Yep. And that's what they're up to. But yeah, it's been quite dramatic. Yeah, very. You excited to see what happens next? Yeah. All right. I'm glad that the dog's not in here whining anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. Oh, no, John. You know who it is. Who is it? It's the blind guy. The blind guy that's good at knives. Yep. 
Yeah, so it turns out that he was the bad guy all along. Yeah, he must have got tipped off by asking for the brass knife. He's like, I don't know if I have a brass... So they need a brass knife. They found out it's a rock shock or, or whatever the thing from that, that we learned about at the beginning um, from calling Ellen, who kind of had a suspicion. It's a type of spirit demon ghost that likes to disembody, disembowel people. It's well, interesting. eats people. Eats people, but it's interesting he never eats the kids. No. You'd think they'd be a delicious snack, but I guess that they have some kind of... He has some kind of moral code, likes kids. Loves parents. Nom, nom, nom. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it turns out he's a bad guy. Should we keep going? Yeah. Okay. So, we finished the episode. We did. The the evil guy was the blind guy. He wasn't really blind. It was all a ruse. It was. And he basically has been following along the circus for a while, enjoying killing children. Yep. No, killing adults. Killing adults through children. Through children being stupid. Um, and so, yeah, Sam gets Dean to come into the maze, the creepy, like, maze from before. The funhouse thing, The yeah. funhouse, because there's apparently, like, real brass organ, real brass organ pipes or something like that. Sam yep. uses his bare hands yeah. to take it off. And he, you could see him try to pull up his shirt a little, and it's like, you can use your jacket, bud. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. Anyway, he, he takes a pipe, and Dean makes the steam go more so that they could see the invisible bad guy in the steam, and Sam stabs him from, from the guy's behind him, and he stabs him behind him. Yeah, with the brass pipe. And all that's left is a bunch of clothes and a bloody pipe. Yep. That's what she said. That doesn't make any sense. And then they find out that Ash, the the whiz guy, has made a computer, fancy computer full of wires that uh, is like a demon tracking device. Yep. Ash uh, apparently had gone to MIT and Sam's like, MIT? And Ash is like, yes, that's a school in Boston. (laughs) Which is pretty good. Dean decides not to have sex with the pretty blonde daughter of Ellen. And uh, they go running off back to Bobby's where they have another heart-to-heart. Sam admits that he's sad the dad's dead and that he spent his life fighting with him. And Dean takes a crowbar crowbar to his baby, the car, and messes up the trunk. Yeah. So, what do you think? I think Dean's upset that Sam's upset now. It's his fault that his dad's dead. Dean's fault. Yeah, and Dean felt bad enough about that already. Mm -hmm. Now he finds out that the little brother that he takes care of and stuff like that is upset about it as well. Yeah. Everything's horrible because of Dean now. Oh, I think he knew that Sam was upset. But he didn't voice it like that where he's like in tears saying he felt guilty that his dad died thinking he hated him. Yeah. And then, but we also know Dad has said something mysterious to Dean that we don't know what it is. Well, it's probably, hey, I gave my soul for you. <laughs> Take care of Sam. Just so you know, you get to deal with this forever. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> Mic drop. You owe me. What do you think about this movie? Or movie. What do you think about this episode? you think it was well done? Yeah, it was done okay. It I was, like. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like they wanted to fill in the blanks and still have a ghost of the week. Yeah, I really love Monster of the Week. But I also love plot, and I love it when they do both together. Yeah. Because I think it was a good enough mystery, but not maybe that mystery wouldn't have been strong enough. For the, it didn't need to be strong enough for the whole episode. You know, no. It didn't need to be all about that. Um, I do think it's, like, plot-wise necessary sometimes just to have, like, a 
a story arc episode, but I do prefer it to be happening well, through the yeah, episode. Yeah, because they had to address the dead father. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't it's just kinda... go straight into the next one. Yeah. So, would you like to hear about the next episode? Sure. So, the next episode has got the dream team, Sarah Gamble and Robert Singer. Um, Sarah Gamble is a leader. She becomes a showrunner later on. Um, original air date, October 12th, 2006. We're still getting ready for baby Sophie. Mm. Um, is the only good vampire a dead vampire? More vampires. Yeah. Seems like a no-brainer. Then Sam and Dean discover a nest of undead who have forsworn drinking human blood. And need protection from an obsessed vampire hunter. Wow. Wowie wow. That's a, that's weird. I'm going to be interested if you remember this episode. Okay. Um, but it is very good. And because you and I had a bit of an, an, not an argument. Oh. We had an intense discussion about it. Oh, okay. And so we'll see how you feel now that you've you watched again with clearer eyes. All right. So clear. Well, is that good? We yeah, good? I think so. All right, there's just two things left to do. Uh, husband picks the music. And wife does the research. Goodbye. Hi there. Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, up to and ID at just about everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID. And that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.